0: well lots of people have jumped on the dry january bandwagon and it made us wonder is quitting for just a month that beneficial dr ravi johar chief medical officer with united healthcare is here to tackle that topic and more as i have been talking about i just got back from vacation i have not been participating in dry january but i'm i'm willing to learn about it and if it is that really if it's that much better for us just to even go for a couple of weeks or a month without it, so educate me, Doctor Johar.
1: Welcome back, Heidi. And I, I don't think that the damp or dry January applies if you're out of the country. I think. That's guy Thank
0: one. you. Okay, good that's to know. All right. Yeah. Well, hopefully Although my mom's dry listening. Did,
1: dry January did begin in the United Kingdom uh, back in 2012. So really? It, I guess it is a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah they uh, they it started in in England. And now it's kind of spread worldwide. Uh, And, you know, is it beneficial? Is it useful? Actually, there's some studies that are pretty dramatic that if you go 30 days without any alcohol, you can actually lower your blood pressure, uh, lose weight, lower your cholesterol, and improve your liver function. Uh, All of that, you can also get better sleep, mood, and energy levels and uh, better blood sugar control for diabetes or just normal. And you can also decrease the risk of some cancers, including breast, stomach, esophagus, and colon. So that's even just in 30 days. Wow. Uh, so there can be some long-term improvements if you keep it going longer than that. And,
2: and doc- um, yeah, Doctor Johar, I just want to jump in and just remind everybody that we do talk about alcohol quite a bit, and we do always remind people to drink responsibly and mm-hmm. in moderation. Uh, but, you know, when you say, oh, if you give up alcohol just for 30 days, well, there's people that don't have it at all. There's people that, uh, you know, are um, dry forever or they're uh, they went to uh, AA and, and now they're or they just
0: don't like it. They were. Yeah. They're just, just not drinkers. Right? Yeah. And that's OK.
1: There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Alcohol is just like, you know, that people have different uh, interests in food and even in alcohol. There's some people that like wine and others that like, like beer and some that like, uh, you know, the hard liquors. Are those so... people
2: healthier than we are?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Well, there have been some studies that show. You know, we talked a little bit about last time that that red wine uh, in moderation has been shown to be beneficial. But uh, I'm not sure why red wine would be more beneficial than white wine. I don't know if it's just studies. Uh, but there have been things that show that there really is not uh, a a huge issue if you can do it in moderation, and that moderation would vary with everybody too. uh what's moderate for one may not be moderate for somebody else sure. but there are are benefits to it, and that's why you know you mentioned dry january that's that's become a very popular thing, but another one that is gaining in popularity is damp January mm. so you're not avoiding alcohol completely, but you're saying, hey, you know. I can just have a little bit. You know, I'll just have a half glass of wine or a glass of wine instead of a whole bottle the, um, and things like that.
0: The other thing that seems to be at the top of list on the, the liver function and the losing weight is that it's really good for your skin.
1: Yeah, uh, just everything. There's all kinds of benefits to that. You know, it decreases. Uh, heavy drinkers, there seems to be a little bit more acne and things of that sort too. We don't know mm. if it's the oiliness of the skin or what happens, but they're – seems to be changes in your skin absolutely
0: all right you might have convinced me at least for a damp january
1: <laughs> now oh uh, well, i think there's only 6 days left in january so why don't we shoot for february
0: oh okay maybe <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the shortest month
0: but isn't that mardi gras
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All
0: right, so we are switching it's, gears. Yeah, it's a
2: leap year, so there is an extra day.
0: <laughs> but not switching gears because I want to stop talking about it. I want to switch gears because it seems like everyone has been fighting something, a cough, a cold, maybe the flu. And we're wondering, how long do germs just linger around the house after you have a cold?
1: That's a, a great question, and, and there's all kinds of things. Unfortunately, like all great questions, there's not an easy simple answer to it, because uh, it, it varies on what type of germ. Is it a bacteria? Is it a virus? Is it a fungus? Um, you know, how much of the, uh, the, the quantity was there? I mean, were there germs all over the place or just a few of them? Uh, what kind of surface is probably the most important? Is it uh, a hard thing like stainless steel or, or granite or some kind of hard surface? Or is it, you know, on your skin or is it in clothing or, or things of that sort? And then finally, what's the temperature and humidity of the area? Mm. All of those kind of go into knowing how long it could last. In general, some things to keep in mind is that um, all these bacteria, viruses, everything, uh, live much longer on a hard surface than on a soft surface. So on a countertop, of, uh, you know, a, around the sink, around the toilet, things of that sort, they will live for a much longer time than On uh, someone's hands, on hands, usually the, um, or skin, the cold germs last for maybe about an uh, an hour. On hard surfaces, they can last actually for for a few days. Uh, What about like a couch or a chair if it's fabric? It's going to be fabric. That'll be more, uh, it'll be much less than than on any kind of hard surface. So usually a couple hours on a a soft surface. So is it
0: beneficial to go around the house spraying Lysol and wiping down doorknobs?
1: Well, wiping down doorknobs, probably, because um, that is where they can live the longest. Probably on the other surfaces, no, because you're probably not coming in anything contact sitting on a couch that's really going to then go towards your your face or mouth or things where it can get get into your system easier. Um, Also, the other thing to remember is that uh, those studies that show that these bacteria are alive, they usually lose their any kind of infectivity much, much faster. So you can have cases where uh, for example, we learned that with the COVID virus, where they could find remnants of the COVID virus still uh, around after uh, two to three days, but we know that within usually about two to three hours, it lost any ability to be infective.
2: And my wife always likes to do the sheets. You know, when we wash mm-hmm. the duvet after we pull out of a sickness, and and I I'm with her, but. I- you know, I, I want to look around and say, are we actually killing the germs or, you know, are we just doing it for a mental refresh? Can we reinfect ourselves with our toothbrush, with our chapstick? Is that is that a thing or, or how does antibodies work?
1: Well, antibodies, basically your body, when you recover from an illness, will have built in its immune protection. So uh, unless you're immunocompromised where you have are not able to build up any kind of immunity, you generally will not be able to reinfect yourself with that bacteria. The problem is that there are so many different kinds of bacteria, and as we know with viruses, they can mutate. You could get a different infection if there was a high enough uh, amount of those bacteria still around. But for the most part, you can't infect yourself. Now, when you're talking about a toothbrush, if you have the same toothbrush holder, you could have bacteria from one toothbrush go to someone oh. else's and they could get infected. So if you are sick, I think it's an important thing to make sure that you keep your toothbrush away from anybody else's toothbrush. And the most important thing with killing any of the bacteria, whether it's on clothing, towels, uh, even the, you know, I guess, uh, couches and and sheets and things like you said, is that they need to dry. If they're moist, bacteria can live a lot longer and cause problems. So after you use your toothbrush, make sure you try to leave it out so it air dries. Uh, away from the other toothbrush, and that'll decrease the risk of of transmission of bacteria pretty dramatically.
0: You know, we also see so many people carrying around their water bottles these days and how bacteria can run rampant through those. And somebody said their daughter's softball team kept having strep throat because none of them were sterilizing their water bottles, and they just kept passing it around.
1: Yep, sharing is the biggest thing That's the most most dangerous. Uh, So you want to be very, very careful about that. Basically, anything that goes in your mouth, should not go in someone else's.
2: Somebody said, my husband used his toothbrush to clean a boo-boo and got a form of strep. Um, First of all, why would you use your own toothbrush? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, Is that you know, the one where you use your wife's toothbrush?
0: Well, <laughs> yeah.
2: first and foremost, yes, maybe. But, uh, you know, don't you have a a secondary toothbrush for the grout and for the, you know, the weird things around the house? Uh, but all that aside, if if you do have, like, some sort of bacteria or infection uh, on an open wound, can you transfer that to your mouth in the form of strep
1: absolutely you can because depending on what the bacteria is one the bacteria grows in any care area that's moist and, and getting it into your mouth is the primary way bacteria gets into your system so that would be probably one of the most most dangerous ways to have that because you've got um, all that purulent stuff the pus that's there it has lots and lots of bacteria so you wipe that away or do something it's on your fingers hands Ew. you touch your face yeah. it's, <laughs> in there, it's in there
0: Goodness gracious. Okay, then I also saw something else, and this was on social media, so forgive me for probably even asking this question, but it was about like the way we dry our face, and maybe we shouldn't be drying our face with the same hand towel, and what the, like, you know, sometimes you're taking whatever you washed your clothes with, and it's a, the towel itself is a little rougher, and that can be bad for your skin or passing along different bacteria.
1: Well, the, there is uh, some recommendation from, from epidemiologists and dermatologists things that you should not use the same towel. Like if you have a body towel, and bath towel, that should not be the same one you use on your face. You should have a separate face towel from body towel. And that they need to be washed kind of uh, at different times than, than the others. Uh, the, the irritation of the skin, that can lead, you know, if you cause some abrasion or irritation of the skin, that can lead to the chance of there being an infection there. But I mean, unless you're really rough with it, really uh, should not be causing a problem unless you get, you know, some really expensive types of towels, like kind of use it at the gym or things like that
0: tell you what I'm really rethinking is that resorts towels that have been washed in with everybody's and then you just uh, use hard, that random hard one.
2: bleach, too. <laughs> uh, what about this, Dr. Johar? You go to the bowling alley and they got one of those old fashioned towel machines where oh. you just roll it and it keeps rolling and it's all wet and there, i mean to me personally i dry my hands on my pants in that situation <laughs> but that that towel dispenser has got to be disgusting right
1: i i would think so that's that's really a lot more dangerous because i um, said you know keeping things dry getting rid of the moisture is really important. So when you have those old old rolling towels, they don't ever really get dry, and so that's really dangerous. It's probably the worst of the, the offenders.
0: Okay. Well, I've learned a lot, and now I'm a little disgusted by even my own yeah. behavior. Well, but My
1: own, my own toothbrush. <laughs>
0: yeah. All of it. Real quickly, somebody says that you can actually clean your toothbrush with hydrogen peroxide. Is that true?
1: Absolutely. Hydrogen peroxide, according to the CDC, is probably the best. A way to uh, kill bacteria and germs uh, on any kind of hard surface or or even softer surfaces. Hydrogen peroxide is the best way to go. So we Um, could, that works really well.
2: We could drink it and that would get rid of our COVID, right? Oh boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we want to go that direction. Yeah. But actually, something that's even better or as good or probably even better than, than using hydrogen peroxide is. To sterilize your toothbrush or to really clean it, and everything, that's a really complicated process. You could boil it for for four minutes, um, which is probably not great for the bristles and things. But all of us actually have a sterilizer at home. You don't even think about You could put it in your dishwasher and wash it for uh, just through one cycle, as long as you use hot water, and that'll completely clean it out. Put it up in the little, if you have a little rack that you put your cutlery and things in, you could Uh, put it there.
0: Okay, and probably like the tooth scraper. That oh, I've yeah, had way that my, too tongue,
2: long. my tongue scraper. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. That's Sorry. probably real gross. Okay. Uh, how often should we swap out our toothbrush just really quick?
1: Well, the, the American Dental Association says that normally you should swap out your toothbrush every two to three months. Uh, but certainly if you see the bristles getting worn down or something like that, you can swap it out earlier. There's no downside to swapping out earlier. Usually, about every two to three months is a time to replace your toothbrush.
2: It's like one of those things do I put it in the dishwasher or do I just go get a Mm -hmm. new
0: one? Well, a lot
1: easier just to toss them out, but
0: yeah, Uh, you have been so (laughs) helpful as always, Dr. Johar. Thank you so much.
1: Anytime, I'm glad to be with you guys.